Thursday morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee with Casey. We're going to spend uh, 30 minutes. We're going to talk about the real estate market today. We're going to talk about selling luxury homes. Um, you know, it's a whole different ballgame when you're dealing with a uh, luxury home market or selling or, or even as a realtor functioning in this environment. So there, there is a big difference. You're dealing with needs, what people need in the mid-sized market. You're dealing with wants in the luxury market. You're dealing with local buyers in the in the you know mid-sized market. You're dealing with out of state, out of country. Um, you know, you're dealing with people that aren't even looking in your neighborhood, aren't even looking in your town, and you have to go get them. So we're going to talk about all that. Well, let's check in on the market and see what's happening. Uh, you know, we'll go back to the first day of the year when I I said you know we have a perfect storm on our hands. <clears throat> um, we have low interest rates. We have a low uh, inventory. We have job creation going all over the place. We have a scarcity of product out there in the market. So, um, and with the COVID, people now are not tethered to their jobs. They can move out West. Um, and that's the way the year began with that conversation. And I think it's played out right to the T. I mean, homes have been bid up, you know, a hundred, $200,000 over list price, over what the appraised value should be. Um, it's been a crazy market. And the answer is always the reason why I'm here every Thursday morning is because I watch it like a hawk. I watch it to make sure, is it over? Is it still on? I mean, it can happen very quick. Interest rates go up like they're going up. The Fed is now saying they're going to rise it, uh, raise it three times in 2022. Um, the only thing you can do when you have this inflation going on like it's going, you got to expect higher interest rates. So what's that going to do to the market? We'll talk about that later, but but um, you know, interest rates. Then you have inventory. Um, you know, is inventory coming back on the market? The answer is it came back fine, but the demand outweighed the inventory. So we still are at a, a balance that is in the favor of the seller's hands. And we'll take a look at all that now. We'll take a walk around the the entire uh, Northern Virginia area. And let's let's go take a look. Let me see if I can find a chart for you guys. Let's go this way. And let's bring him up. All right, so let's start with let's start with the theme of today's show, which is selling luxury homes. I hope everybody can see that. Um, I can't on my thing, but let's just assume I can. There it is. All right, so we're going to talk about luxury homes today. But first, let's take a walk around the market. A reminder that there are about 12,000 to 13,000 markets in Northern Virginia. Every mile is, every market is one mile square, has about eight different price ranges. Plus it has condos, plus it has townhouses, luxury and midsize. So, so we are dealing with a massive amount of markets and you have to take a look at one market at a time. Some markets are doing very well, some markets not so much. So the best way to see whether a market is doing well or not is by looking at what percentage of the homes are under contract. So let's go to Arlington. These are midsize homes. Um, and 66% of those homes are under contract, 33% are active. So anytime you see a balance over 60% under contract, you are in a clear seller's market. Now, some of them you'll see are getting up to 70, 80, 90%. Those are definitely a seller's market. So, you know, anything over 60 is a seller's market. When you get in the 70% range, now you got a real bonanza on your hands. And you'll see that I broke it down. The yellow is the mid-sized homes. 
the red, uh, the green is the luxury homes, the big boys. All right, something over a million dollars in some areas. In McLean, it may be over $1.5 million. So if we look at that, we could see that McLean is basically under 50% in both categories. So what does that tell you? Not really a seller's market in McLean right now. You have a neutral market. You know, why is that? Why are so many houses not under contract? And I want to talk about the McLean market because, you know, you go over and price a house in McLean and, and everybody's smarter than you are. So they want to price it too high. And that's a mistake. And agents do like to take listings just to have listings and they overprice listings. So they sit and they wait and not, not the kind of, you know, thing we recommend, um, but it is what it is. So let's look at the Vienna market, anything mid-size under a million dollars. 73% of them are under contract. So that's a pretty healthy market. And then over you're at about 54%, which again is sliding a little bit more into a neutral market. And you can see your markets uh, as you go along, whether you're in Centerville, midsize, you know, 80% are under contract. Now, the, the, um, the luxury homes in Centerville, it's a little bit um, misleading. There's only uh, nine and three are under contract and six are not under contract. So a little misleading because there's not a big enough sample size. But let's look when you start going out to Ashburn, Leesburg, Haymarket, and Percival. Remember part of that perfect storm was people were able to not be tethered to their jobs, move farther out west. So you're seeing that right here. You're not seeing the big boom <coughs> maybe in Arlington or McLean as you're seeing in Haymarket, Percival, Leesburg, and Ashburn. So that's kind of a walk around the market. Now, that is one indicator of how many homes are there under contract and how strong are those markets. However, I also look at the success rate. So a success rate means in the last 30 days, how many homes withdrew and how many homes sold? So the success rate is what percentage of homes sold? So in McLean, 52% of the homes sold, but 48% were withdrawn unsold. So I look at how many sold 30 days, how many withdrew 30 days, and that's what you get. Almost as many homes withdrew as sold. And you can see how each market is a little bit different, but there's no excuse in my opinion. There's no excuse why if you have a market that's a seller's market, that 38% of the homes in Vienna are withdrawn unsold. So I always scratch my head on that. I'm always, I know why it is, but um, you know, it's, it's, um, Sellers have to be very careful out there. I mean, you've got to be really careful out there. If you look at, you know, within a 10 mile radius over a million dollars um, or a 10 mile radius of where we are here at the world headquarters, under a million, 80% are selling, 20% are not selling. But over a million dollars within 10 mile radius of this house, you have, you know, 39% of the homes that are put on the market are, are not selling are coming off the market. And that's the luxury home market. So this is what we wanna talk about today. We wanna to talk about the luxury market. And it doesn't matter where the luxury home market is. It doesn't matter if it's in Burke or Fairfax or Vienna or Oakton or McLean or anywhere. It's just, it's a whole different world. So, so this is what it looks like in Burke. So this year you've had, um, let's see, was that nine homes? Nine homes have sold in Burke over a million dollars. We've got three of them. So the three houses we sold, sold at an average of 138% of assessment, 
which is the true gauge of how we're doing, right? So if the assessments are all consistent and the other houses are selling at 124% of their assessed value and ours is at 138, that means our homes are selling at about 13, 14% higher on average than the other homes that sold in that in, in Burke over a million. So, so what is that? It's, it's uh, 10% of 927,000. So it's about 92,000 bucks. Well, that same $92,000 premium is the same consistency that we have like in Vienna. In Vienna, we're at 92,000 is our premium, which is selling at assessed value over um, what the average is, which is 8%. You know, 8%. So, so anyways, you know, what's at stake when you sell a million dollar home? In my opinion, at stake, $90,000. It's here in Burke that we got 90,000 more than the, the rest. It's here in Vienna, we got 90,000 more than the rest. Centerville, we got about 98,000 more than the rest. So, so what I'm about to talk about is how do you get, how do we get 80, 90, $100,000 more than what the average would be? Okay, so let me get out of the, let me, let me split the screen. We'll get back to, um, to some nose to nose time. All right, so let me just escape from this real quick, guys. Just one sec. All right. Okay. All right. So let's let's talk about this. It, first of all, it's knowing the animal. Okay. If you have a mid-sized home, those people have needs, right? I need four bedrooms. I need two and a half baths. I need a location closer to my work. I need this. I need that. I need a kitchen. Uh, you know, I need two and a half bathrooms. Um, I have a dog, so I need a fence. Um, so, so those are people that are buying on needs. Now, those are also local buyers. You know, these buyers aren't coming from um, the West Coast or uh, Connecticut or whatever. Most of them are local. They are renters. They're in townhouses. They need a home. They want a single family home. Their family is growing. They are having kids. So, so these are basically local buyers that you're dealing with when you're dealing with a, you know, a mid-sized house or a family house, right? So now let's get into buying a luxury home. Luxury home is about wants, right? It's about wants. So what do people want, right? They want that bigger yard. They want entertainment centers. They want upgrades. Upgrades are very important. What kind of upgrades do I have in this house? Um, uh, you know, what is the style? What's the condition of the house? What are the colors that scheme that we have in the house? You know, they're so big that if you have to paint that house, it's $10,000. So it becomes more and more important. They're more interested in airports. How close am I to an airport than I am to a metro station? So, so there are certain wants that you need to know that they're looking for. And these are the the what do we want to call it the appetizers these are the triggers that we search for buyers okay because our buyers in a luxury home are not coming from the neighborhood they are coming from la they're coming from seattle they're coming from connecticut they're moving in somewhere from out of the most i would say that 50 percent of our buyers um let me give you a perfect example 1.6 million dollar home social media our, our geofencing, our Google ads, found a guy looking for a home in McLean for 1.6 million. He's in a penthouse in New York. Nobody in the Vienna area wanted this house at 1.6 million, but he did. 
and he saw it and he loved it and he got on the plane and he came down here and he gave us the $1.6 million for that house. It's a great story about luxury home buyers are not always the people that are in your neighborhood. <clears throat> They're coming from out of town. And we know that because if you submit a contract to us on one of our homes, we do, God, I want to think we've probably done 50 homes over a million dollars this year. And each may have five uh, contracts. And we want to know where are you coming from? What do you do? Where are you coming from? Is it high tech? You attorney, you a doctor, you a lawyer? Are you coming from out of town, out of state, out of country? Um, you know, where are you people coming from? So, so these luxury home buyers are definitely coming from out of town, which means the pricing is important and the presentation is important. So the presentation is almost as important, right? As the price. I never thought I'd hear myself say that, but it's extremely important. They're flipping, they're flipping, they're flipping. They're looking at houses on Zillow, they're flipping and they see something they love and they stop. So what we're trying to do is get them to not say dated, 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 nice, right? Now, the out-of-town buyers are more transitional to modern. They're not traditional buyers. So traditional is the big wood, the yellow colors, the, the stuff that we've had around over years, 1985 to 2005. That's dated. People that need a house don't care about that. People that want a house, people that want a big house, a nice house, they care about that. So you must make that home look transitional. So when people are looking at it in LA, they see the transitional look. That means lighting fixtures, that means rugs, that means colors. That means, you know, if we need to stage a, a one room vir uh, virtually, it is what it is. We need to make it look, that means hardware, if you have a bunch of gold hardware, that is not a transitional look. That is a traditional look. So you got to get rid of the hardware, make it go black, make it go brush nickel, it goes something other than gold, right? <laughs> so, so this way that you prepare a house is important, right? And it is difficult to tell a person with a $1.5 million house that their home is dated and it needs updates. Hmm. I'll tell you why. Because the agent, most agents don't get a lot of $1.5 million listings. This could be the biggest listing they've had in two or three years. They don't have a lot of experience at it. They don't want to upset the seller because they want the listing. And they're willing to tell you just about anything to get it, right? So they'll rely more on their company than their own track record. So, and, and companies don't sell houses, agents sell houses. So you, so you need to, you know, be very forceful and tactful when you're talking to a seller in a $1.5 million house that it may be dated because they live there for 10, 12, 15 years, that's fine with them, but it's not what the today's buyers are looking for. Today's buyers want to see black hardware, white cabinets, um, Wayfair rugs, um, nice uh, lighting fixtures that they're used to, the drums, the, the um, what do you call them? The, the drums and the, I don't know, Morgan and those guys have names for them, but they want to see that when they're coming through. Now, it also needs a luxury home spends a lot more money fixing it up and other, what do you wanna call them, updates that they really need to focus on. So, so when you're doing a luxury home, they could have invested 400,000, 
700, 800,000. We had one guy that invested $800,000 in his house. So, so you've got a lot of updates. We need to know every one of them. We need to know them all, right? I don't, you can't um, uh, expect to get credit or value for something when you don't tell them about it. So the way we present the homes is extremely important. The websites, I went to LA, I looked at the 20, 40, $60 million homes. I saw how they're presented. I went to their web designer. I said, can you design those for us? Our houses may only be, you know, 1.3, 1.5, 2 million, but we need to present them just like this. So they designed the program for us. Now we have the same look and feel as they have because we need to explain what's our hot sheet. When was the roof put in? How old is everything? And I wanna to get to the home inspection part of that here in a second, but the presentation doesn't end with, um, you know, the stuff you have in the house. The pictures are critical, right? The pictures are critical. If you take flash photography, like you would take in any house, it will blur out the windows and it will gray the windows out and it looks awful. It looks awful. You need to have a flambient or fusion type photography where the windows are taken in ambient light and then combined with the flash photography so that it all looks perfect. Everything looks crisp, everything looks clean, the windows look bright, they look clear. You can see trees, you can see river birches out back. You know, you need to see that stuff because they want to see the green, the trees, that's that's why they're coming. So, so it's not just the way we do it and how we list everything out, it's the kind of pictures that you also take. So, you know, I'm a stickler that once I see the best, I'm not gonna go, all right, well, that's a $600,000 house, that's gonna get different photography. No, if this is the best photography, whether it's a 2 million or a 600, you gotta do it. So we'd still treat every house the exact same, but the bigger houses, the two millions, they better be able to see out those windows. The window treatments look be nice. We need to have a list of what's all been done to the house. And it needs to be presented in a professional, cool website. Can't do it without it. I mean, I can't leave Zillow to tell show people how nice our house is. It's got to be done in a professional website. And that's what we drive them to. Okay. So let's talk about. Let's talk about, um, we've got the presentation, we've got the pricing, we have the taken a, a home from traditional to transitional to modern. It's very important. I can tell you that we had a modern home sell um, that went on for, I believe it was 1.3 to 1.35 and sold at 1.55. I mean, they got mobbed. They had a hundred people come to the house. So, so let's look at it this way. We have transitional homes that might get 45 people show up at. Show by licensed agents, 45 people. It's a pretty big deal, good. This one had 99 people show up to this house with, with realtors, 10 contracts, because it was a modern house. They had invested money to update all the lighting fixtures, the flooring, the walls, the hardware, everything. It was modern. They got a hundred, now get your arms around this. So the average home over a million dollars sells for 121% of assessed value. Ours sell at 128% of assessed value, which is a 7% bump. This home 
sold for 162% of assessed value. It was modern. When I first looked at it, I went, mm -mm, mm. first picture. Mm. And then we got to it, found out the pictures were just bad and ugly. The house was beautiful and the house was gorgeous. By the time we had done with the, the photo shoot, the websites and presentation and geofencing and marketing, 99 people showed up to see that house. And it sold for, I think it, it's at least 200,000 over list price. It might be 250. And I don't list them low. I list them where they should be listed at. Um, and we'll talk about pricing now here uh, right now. But, but that's the difference between a modern house and a traditional house. So a transitional just means you're on your way from traditional to, to modern. We're modernizing the house. And we're doing it in a way that is cost-effective, that is not gonna kill the bank, is not gonna break the bank, but colors are important. Green is the new gray. I mean, you know, we do that on a lot of our houses, um, but the hardware is important. The lighting fixtures are important. And it's funny, I walked into a house that was getting ready to be launched. By the way, we got a great one coming up um, in, in Oakton in the 1.1 to $1.2 million range. So, and it does have a pool and it is phenomenal. And it's gonna go on right after Christmas. So. You know, if you're interested in that price range, I've got, I've got the house. So, so anyways, um, where, where was I? I forgot. Um, but anyways, let's talk about pricing. Okay. So, so you look at the, um, at the price of a house. And again, let's remember the mindset of the realtor that's coming in. They really want that house. I mean, they really want that house. They will tell you anything to get it and they'll say they can get X amount of dollars and price it and overprice it. But just remember the, the number 39%, 39% of the homes with through one sold, 39%. So we don't want to be a part of the 39% because then, you know, if, if you do it wrong, not only are you not going to get the 121, but you're going down to 110, 115% of assessment. And now what you could have had at 128 now turns into 115 and you've lost 13% of the value of your house. So, so it's very important we do all of this, right? So now we're gonna get to pricing. People can look at uh, Montmorency that we just got 162%, blah, blah, blah. You can't price on that house. That just went nuts. That was called an anomaly. You can't do that, right? So, but let's go back to Burke. In Burke, we just had three houses, almost a similar house, right? Each one, we knew where it was going to sell, somewhere between 1.25 and 1.3. But the buyer pool in Burke is at 115, right? So we had to go down to 115 because that's where the buyer pool is, probably where it was going to appraise at, right? So people are going to come along and they're going to say, hey, let's list it for 1.3 because that's what we got on all three houses, 1.3. Let's list it at 1.3. We never would have got 1.3 if I listed at 1.3. So the trick currently with all this appreciation has just happened. You cannot go at the final prices. You need to look at what they asked for the house to get that price. If you want that price, you got to play that game. You have to go, where was the buyer pool? Where do you feel to find the buyer pool? And I'll tell you how we know, okay? So the seller wants 1.25. Neighbor got 1.25, he wants 1.25. So 
you look at it and you're like, well, the buyer pool's not there. So we put it on at 1.2. We did our coming soon at 1.2. No market, no buyer pool, no favorites, nobody calling us. We heard crickets. So I told them, you're too high. We've got to. This is the predictive analysis portion of this. Very important on the bigger size houses. I'm going to give you a couple quick examples. So I said, there's no buyer pool at one point. $2 million. You got to get to 115. We did. We got a ton of people in. We sold it for $1.3 million. So again, by, by knowing the buyer pool, we got the bump of the $150,000. And that's why we're selling it, you know, 134% of assessment as opposed to the rest of the market at 124. Because by putting it on lower, you get more. And that's just the way it is. I didn't make the rules up, but I'm following the rules. The less, you, the less you list, the more you get, okay? The bigger the buyer pool, the more people that bid, the higher the eventual value will get. So, so we have to play by that rule. And again, over and over again, one in Oakton, 1.45, that's what they wanted. They couldn't get it. I mean, I'm looking at it. We tested it during coming soon. There was no buyer pool. We dropped it to 1.4. At 1.4, it wasn't that strong, but we got one buyer. The one buyer comes in the first day, loves the house, had his computer set at 1.4 million, highest. He came in at 1.4. He was our only real buyer. He was it. They were it. So the agent, bless her heart, said, as we're talking to her and asking her, she said, well, the sellers are very anxious. And, and I used the Chris Voss uh, mirroring. I just said, anxious? And she said, oh yes, they've, and here we go. Oh yes, they've lost five contracts. They are so desperate to get a house again. Oh dear. So they were my only contract, our only contract, mine and Kelly's. So the question is, do we, um, you know, do we just take it? Or do we play off of what they're saying about losing a deal and blah, blah, blah. And we say, I tell you what, um, we're gonna take a risk because I really think they want this house. Um, we need your highest and best offer Monday at noon. Monday at noon, we need your highest and best offer. Um, <clears throat> and the seller just or sank when we told her that, <clears throat> that, oh my gosh, here we go. We gotta go back into multiple contracts again. Didn't say that, I just said highest and best offer Monday. So within a half hour, they bumped their offer $150,000 to 1.55, removed the home inspection, removed the appraisal, and we went to settlement. So <clears throat> that is the difference. At 145, we sit for 30 days. We wind down. We get to 1.4. Before you know it, we end up down at 1.35. Now, think about this. <clears throat> difference between luxury homes, not luxury homes. Had we stayed at 1.45 and it not sold, and it starts spinning downwards. Then you got to drop to 1.4. Person's already seen, you're not going to get anything more than 1.4 because nobody offered you anything for that. <clears throat> you're going to end up somewhere in about 1.35 to 1.38 range. <clears throat> but if you do it right, if you list for less, if you go to 1.4 million, then you get somebody, and then that turns into 1.55 million and take the money and let's get the heck out of here, right? So, so in a luxury home market, you need to be careful of not letting it sit on the market for too long. Chambridge Road, 
Chambridge Road, we went off at 1.35 million. We tested that in coming soon, did not test. There was no market there. We moved it to 1.3. We got a bump in, in, um, in viewership. We got a bump in favorites. We knew that was our price. We we're good. We've got a buyer pool at 1.3. The final price came in uh, after about eight contracts at 1.49 million, right? 1.49 million, two of them. So again, I'm, I'm going to say it, the lower you price, the more you're going to get. So, you know, so when you're dealing in the luxury home market, you cannot sit on the market. You cannot overprice. You cannot work with people that are desperate to get the living, uh, the listing. Um, some agents you want to focus on. Now, the money happens. The big show happens in the first couple of days. That's when bidding goes on. That's when people bid prices up. That's when crazy things happen. 100, 150, 250 over list price. So we had them at 250 over list price. Clearly not worth anywhere close to that number, but we got it. So, you know, so the pricing is, is critical when you're doing this. That's why we need to be rather blunt with sellers because if you do 50, it's not like you're not gonna eat if you don't get this listing. So you can be very honest with them and you just have to be very honest and say, here's exactly what the price is going to end up probably, but here's where your buyer pool is. And then we're going to test that buyer pool to make sure, but I can tell you that I, I let the sellers pick the price, right? So I say the price and then let the seller pick, you know, go here or not. But inevitably, when they want to try for that extra 50,000, we test it, it's nowhere to be seen. I mean, we just don't have the buyer pool at that other 50,000 bucks. So I don't think it's smart to test that 50. Go in where you're strong. Go in at the right number. Accumulate your favorites. It's just a matter of, are they going to bid it up 100, 150, 200, 250? The bidding will go. But, but I don't believe after this year, I don't believe that you know you should shoot for that extra 50 and try and test it out and coming soon because we found in 94 transactions this year that when you price it lower you get more so anyways that's our advice so that's the the tips on selling luxury homes pictures are important marketing is important targeting people looking in other towns is important bringing in people from out of state out of the country that's important Proving value is extremely important on a big house. We just had a house comped out, no doubt about it, at $2 million. But it had a the best lot in Vienna. So that's at least a $250,000 premium. It had a 5,000 foot uh, square foot footprint. So the basement was massive. Normally it's 2,000. This was a 4,500 square foot finished basement. That has a premium. Three-car garage with a studio over it has a premium. So when you accumulate the premiums, you come to 2.5 million and that's what they sell for, 2.5 million. May or may not appraise for that, but that's what it sells at. That's what it sold at. So anyways, my name is Casey Sampson. You can reach me at 703-508-2535 or Casey at CaseySampson.com. If you want to know what your house is worth, text me your address. Don't have to give me a name. I don't care about names. Just give me the address. Text me at 703-508-2535.
and I'll give you what the range should be. And you'll know that, you know, if it's normal customary condition, this is what it should sell for. Any upgrades will up the price. Any great condition will, will increase the price. Any poor condition or lack of upgrades that the competitors have will bring it down. So at least I can come up with a range of a customary value, plus or minus whatever you put into your house. So text me your address at 703-508-2535. My name is Casey Sampson. You've been watching Coffee with Casey. We'll see you again next Thursday at 11 o'clock. Bye now.